Bridget pushed open the double glass doors to the reporter Herald and walked into the newsroom. She glanced at her watch as she headed toward her desk. She still had ten minutes before her meeting with her editors to discuss a controversial and delicate story she was working on. A few days ago, she would have been excited to tell them she had finally received the call that would definitively tie everything together. Since the doctor's visit, she was struggling to keep everything from spiraling into a tailspin. She looked toward the conference room. Bob Milton, the editor and publisher of the Daily Paper, was already in there waiting for her. He was a tall, burly man with thinning gray hair. The black suspenders he wore over his white shirt accentuated the deep red in his tie. Bridget reached her desk, and she could see he was reading something, his head bent fully into the paper before him. His suit jacket was draped over the chair at the head of the conference table. Bridget set her bag down on her chair, gathered her notes, and started for the conference room. Bob looked up and smiled at her as she entered the room. Good afternoon, Bridget. How are you? He removed his reading glasses. She set her things on the conference table and caught sight of her reflection in the shiny tabletop. She didn't let her gaze linger. She hoped she didn't look anything like she felt. I'm fine, thank you, she said, and removed her suit jacket and placed it over a chair adjacent to Bob's. She began flipping through her notes as managing editor Jack Diamond entered the conference room. He acknowledged them with a quick nod. So fill me in, Jack said as he sat down. I got your call and you're saying everything you've been able to round up for the story has been confirmed. There was an extended silence as both men stared at her. Bridget, Bob said, is everything all right? Probably came from your side. How could you say that to me, Elliot? Bridget, is everything all right? Bob asked again. She blinked several times looking between Jack and Bob. Yes, I'm sorry, I was just thinking of something else. But yes, um, that's right, she said. I got the call when I was at lunch from my source, one of the city employees who works closely with the Director of Health and Human Services. She tapped her pen against her lips as she scanned her notes. The source was able to confirm that Barbara Appleton, the director of the agency, is in fact a hoarder, and it was her house animal control raided. They raided the house because, Jack asked, because a neighbor had called the city to complain about the smell and that a dog was barking all the time, kind of in a way that suggested it was hurt or in pain. Bob and Jack groaned almost simultaneously. It's going to be a great story, Jack said as he loosened his tie. But we do have a problem with running it, don't we? Seems like it's quite a serious problem, Bob said, and he looked from Jack to Bridget. You've talked to Barbara about the story, haven't you, Bridget? She nodded. I have. And she still won't cooperate? Bridget shook her head. What did she tell you? Bob asked. She won't give me anything I can quote. She said if we ran it, she would do something drastic, like... Her voice trailed off. Bob and Jack waited. She took a deep breath, looked at them, and said, Barbara told me she would kill herself if we ran the story, and it would be my fault. Jack shrugged and tossed his pen on the table. People make those kind of threats all the time. It shouldn't stop us from going forward with the story. And we have to take that threat seriously, Bob said. He looked at Bridget. Do you think she's serious? Or could she just be saying that hoping you'll cave and won't write the story? What are you going to do about the baby? Me? What about us? You're going to need to fix it. Bridget? Bridget, are you sure you're okay? It was Bob's voice. You seem distracted this afternoon. Do you need a few minutes before we continue? She sat up taller in her chair and cleared her throat. No, I'm sorry, Bob, I'm fine. 
It's not the first time someone has told me that when they know I'm going to write a story about them. I agree. Barbara's probably hoping I'm going to see her side of things and not write the story. It's probably an empty threat, a firestorm that will blow over before the holidays. Jack's gaze stayed on her a moment longer, and then he said, Once the judge makes his decision next week, it'll be a matter of public record anyway. But we're not waiting for next week to run the story, Bob said. He leaned into the table and brought his folded hands to his chin and studied Bridget and Jack. Do you have a copy of the story, Bridget? She pulled two sheets of paper from her legal pad and slid them toward Bob. It's a first draft, she said.